Podcast City Network. Hey, 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 y'all. Welcome to this, the first year in review for CODA. We know this past year has been memorable. We found ourselves, we founded ourselves and started production this year. We have had many ups and downs, as is the story for many out there listening. We had high hopes for a spectacular year, and it certainly has been in uncertain terms. I know we personally have had a Many things happened, the loss of careers, but through that, the opening of gates to new careers. Some of our families have gotten a little bigger. We've made so many friends. Hopefully, we have brought joy to everyone's lives. That was the original goal in the onset of this group. You know, I haven't officially spoken on the history of this group. It is, as most things do, started as a concept. I spend a good amount of my time listening to podcasts and watching videos. I need a constant stream of information. A lot of these creators bring me daily joy. I then thought, you know, there is an imbalance here. I want to spread a similar joy. I have the capability, however, not the know-how. This thought lingered with me for a while. It eventually got covered by other projects until I was approached by someone with an idea for a YouTube channel. We talked this over and set off on the trail of starting a channel. The passion was there for a while, but motivation dwindled, and we ran into a wall. We together had little to no experience with editing, so I approached a friend of mine, Geek Kev. He agreed to come on, and we thought about expanding a bit as well. So I approached another friend of mine, a mutual friend of Geek Kev and I, Ori. She came, she came as a personality and as the lead of our social media presence. Then a mutual friend of ours uh, came on believing in the original mission statement, Deary. So there we had the core group. We went on for a while. Things were relatively good. But then, as usual, happens in a fr- uh, group of friends, discourse. That there was some infighting and we decided to dissolve the company we had at the time and reform. So we did, and thus was born Coda. Rather than have assigned positions, we did what we could on every front. The schedule was much more fluid, and ideas were allowed to flow rather than trying to do all of it. We look at what we have time for and see what medium it would go through. We have many ideas that don't go anywhere, but the few that gain footing, we do our best to make it as enjoyable for y'all as possible. We have such wonderful content as casual geeking, which which is just us diving into our various geeking loves. And that's not always lighthearted. Then we have our other podcast at the moment, which is Coda After Dark, our segment for just unfiltered imagination. We have made so many wonderful memories doing this and have made quite a few fr- friends along the way. We also have our D&D campaign, World of Statecraft, which we've gotten some up um, due to the time of year and everything that has production on that has slowed a little bit as far as I'm aware. And guys, I cannot thank you enough for joining us on this journey. And I can't thank um, an associate of ours, Podcast City Network, for continuing to work with us on are on this project.
So with that, I'd like to introduce to you Coda 2020, a year in review. We you have myself, Andrew. Either we almost Ori home or has just arrived home Kathleen. from his trip in the in the mountains of Virginia. So he's probably a little exhausted. So that's why he's not with us for this review. Yeah, he's going to be sad panda face about this, but he knows Sundays are work days. And unfortunately, unfortunate. we can't put it on pause just because he's tired. <laughs> um, I know 2020 has been a mammoth year for myself, mm-hmm. both personally and professionally. Um, when I was leaving 2019, I was leaving a job that was literally soul-suckingly horrible. And as I be, I literally started had my first day at work at the company that me and Kevin both work for on New Year's Eve. My first day of work was New Year's Eve. Um, and this past year with this company um, has been just great because I found a home because I know that my bosses care and my people care. And I have a great group of work friends. Um, shout out to Motter. He's almost basically become my work husband. At Mr. This point. Motter. <laughs> <laughs> the Motter. Oh my god, we cannot, me and Kev both, like, depend on Modern. Modern is one of those guys which you just depend on and you lean on because he makes your day better. Um, and he helps make sure, and he actually remembers that you exist when you're down in the dungeon. Which is what we call B6, which is where I live most of the time at work. Um, he remembers that I exist down there and that I too would like to eat and go to the bathroom. Um, (laughs) uh, so yeah, shout out to the modders. Uh, and then I got married in real. I actually have a real life husband for the first time in since like 2011. Yes, this is my second marriage. First husband was not a horrible person. We were just horrible people together. Um, and my husband is actually going to be joining us and he's going to get his own show a little bit of nepotism as we've talked about in 2021 he's going to be joining us with his best friend metal to do their own current event show uh we've got another artist jeremy lightman who's going to be joining the fray and doing a music and travel show where he tells you where he introduced new musical artists and new characters every week on his show um 2021 is going to be a badass year I have no doubt about that for Coda. I uh, I didn't know if you were ever going to uh, full on That's address excellent. the elephant in the room, uh, the origin. Geekhead, anything you want to say on this past company. year? That was a little bit surprising. Uh, we usually just don't. We usually just don't talk about that. Because it, you know, we tried a thing, didn't quite work. Moving on. <laughs> I forgot. I mean, I think that's the beautiful thing yeah. about this year is the fact that for the vast majority of people in the country, it has all been about, well, that didn't fucking work. Let's try something different. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's kind of the sign of the times, really. I mean, we Absolutely. tried that burger joint out on the strip that you 
absolutely hated it, but then you found another restaurant that you actually really enjoy mm-hmm. working with now at my at, mm-hmm. um, at the airport with me. And I I was in a long so, chain of jobs that were in my career field that I just very quickly ended up hated doing. And yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't consider that I'm working in a restaurant, you know, it's more of a sandwich joint, but Mm -hmm. I'm much happier now in this than I was in any of the other cooking jobs I had been doing. Because you actually, mm-hmm. there's a lull to it. There, There's a pattern to the way the airport works because you do get the little bitty minute lulls right. in between flight patterns. And, and now I've got, you know, I started working retail as well. Gives a little bit of variety to what I do. I don't do the same thing every day, which is kind of nice. And the flights are always different. And the best part is, if you piss somebody off, You'll there's a ninety-five percent chance you're not going to see for at <laughs> mm-hmm. least yeah. six months. It's not like a and regular if restaurant where you have off, killers. It's probably nope. about a flight and not your fault. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh. My big thing at my gate because um, my 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 carrier because we have different <laughs> carriers. There's B one and two has one set of carriers, and then you have my gate, which has a totally separate gate um, set of carriers. They're constantly flipping the gates for like the last flight of the day because they usually have to either bring in a smaller. Oh, I didn't or bigger know that plane. that was a common thing. Ah, uh, it is. Yeah, I, uh, I learned that the hard way. At least down at my gate. Mm-hmm. So. I was looking at people today and I'm going, you are aware that you're like yesterday, today they had it pretty well handled. Um, cause, um, one of the agents is pretty well good about circling over there and going, going over to B5 and going, well, excuse me, not B5, B6 and going, Hey, just so you know, we did a gate swap cause you have a bigger plane. Nope. Yesterday it was. I had 20-something people. I'm shutting my doors because they've already called final boarding, which is when we're allowed to close our stores. And I looked at them and said, you are aware they're doing final boarding for your flight right now, right? No, I thought that was a different flight. Mm-hmm. They've still got this up here for our flight. I'm like, Dude, you're boarding. I don't know, but I'm telling you, you're the last flight out of the day. And they've done final boarding, and I'm going home, so either you're not supposed to be here, Lori, or you're you supposed to be doctor, there. you you would be house. Your bedside manner is terrible. Oh, I told you. My always even said that because of my Brash would be bluntness. a very good way to describe you. <laughs> yes, very nice. I look at people constantly at my gate, which is why I love being so far away from management, because I can get away with this. If our boss heard any of the shit that I say to passengers sometime, I would get in so much trouble. (laughs) So much trouble. You know that's not you can't you can't take that on the plane, right? (laughs) No, I can't. I'm first class. That doesn't matter. I figured out why that is. Yeah, it's well, a federal it's because offense. our liquor license only covers the building. 
that and it's state our liquor license is per mm-hmm. state not per federal the moment they get on board that right. plane that's federal property that <laughs> that here's another fun fact for our for our lovely listeners who travel the more a lot you know with your body yeah. processes alcohol two times yeah. harsher in high altitudes so you may be at a one here on the ground. You're going to pipe up to a three the moment you get above 10,000 feet. I used to. <laughs> get on the plane. So my suggestion, if you want to be solidly effed up get while you're in the air plane. and not have to get in trouble for it, get to like a two and then get on the plane. Because if you're a two, you're still buzzed, but you're not buzzed enough to make an impact mm. while you're on the ground. When you get above 10,000 feet, you're going to get way more buzzed once you get in the this air. That's true. I've done this countless times. Get to a two, it'll go to a four, and you can stay at the four. Uh, good to know. So, Excuse me. I mean, I feel like I'm in a in a group of friends that's closer <laughs> than I've ever been in before. Yeah, <laughs> I only have one group of friends, Andrew. I'm glad that to hear I think that. It's something that's I hope you're talking about this group of friends. I uh, because it's actually it's almost made it a requirement. Oh, right. talking Good. I'm not being replaced. Zoning out. <laughs> oh, let's see. My year, my year in review. Like Geek Kev, I found a new career path. I, uh, pro- when we first started this, I was working as a server and I made good money at it, but I didn't realize just how miserable it made me doing that. Like nine hours a day, six days a week. <laughs> um, so I've started a new, new job at, a card store. Let's see what else. Well, we, uh, uh, I got, I mean, we all know I got married. Um, We kind of talked about a lot about this. Um, I think a good chunk of my year was spinning leading up to the final prep for the wedding. (laughs) Nobody understands, especially when you do a DIY wedding, how much (laughs) bullshit goes into it. You, uh, so many people just show up to it and it's, oh, this is so pretty. Yeah, I made mm-hmm. most of it. What do you mean you made most of it? Made that, I made that, I made that, I made that, I made that. I literally had to look at somebody who was at the wedding and going, if you touch my bouquet, I will punch you. And I handmade those each don't one know, of my flowers in my wedding bouquets bouquet. for the entire I had a fake party. flower bouquet that I was going to use as my throwing bouquet. 
And the interesting part is, but I had to look at my wedding planner, who I have told, which is which is why she only got paid half. <laughs> she sucked at her job. Uh. Um, and tell her if she went to grab my my bouquet and tell her there's a separate one in the bucket. I've told you this before. If you touch this, I will punt you. Which it didn't really matter because the bouquet ended up being caught by my niece. I could have just gone, Libby, here's five bucks. Give it back. <laughs> and she would have gone, tw- make it 20, Anna Ori. Because the kid's a, a born shark. <laughs> it's, it's, oh yeah, it's, it's been a, f- it's been so, a very dearie, especially yeah. we've we've got all. We've, it's hard to describe. There's so many words. Coda After Dark was for you guys who listen to both shows. Coda <laughs> After Dark actually evolved because we couldn't keep our mouth shut about the crazy stuff shit it we was, kept on doing. It was the after. It was the afterbirth so, of casual geeking. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, me and Deary couldn't <laughs> keep it in our pants about the crazy fucked up shit we had done in our lives. <laughs> finally got tired of trying to edit it down. <laughs> yes. To be fair. Yes. After- I, I edited it. Exactly. I did the editing the on first the first episode, episode of Casual Geeking. And I said, guys, from the there's a whole other episode, episode here. Geeking. We need to make another show. <laughs> And so casual Coda After Dark was actually Kevin's brainchild. <laughs> he doesn't get enough credit for that. So oh no, it was, was all Deary. Sure it was Everton. all Deary. It was all Deary running his mouth. I will not take credit for that travesty. If we do the other yeah. one, can I say whatever I want? And Kevin's like, if it keeps it off casual geeking, yes. Because Kevin got tired of editing the show for two hours trying to keep Deary's mm-hmm. mouth shut. But, uh... <laughs> but, yeah. That's more or less a history oh. of uh, our mainstays okay. here in uh, Coda for the past year. I have a question for you, Ori. Let me dip in the Google. <laughs> what New Year's facts do you have? Like just historical New Year's Ooh. facts. <laughs> While she's doing nope. that, Kev, <laughs> I know usually do I don't like to make promises I can't keep any resolutions for the upcoming year (laughs) alrighty here is our first 10 (laughs) New Year's Eve New Year's celebrations date back over 4,000 years Julius Caesar the emperor of Rome the first to declare January 1st Ah, a national holiday he named the month after Janus uh huh named the month Janus, after the Roman god of doors and gates, and Janus had two faces, one looking forward, one looking back. 
Caesar felt that a month named after this god would be fitting. Um, fun fact from Scottish thing, from, from Scottish history, um, in Scotland, New Year's is actually called Hogmanay. And you have somebody called the first foot. It is considered good luck to have somebody. Mm -hmm. And if I remember correctly from what I was told and what I've learned from Outlander, because yes, that's a fact, Mm -hmm. a resource for me and Kevin. um, uh, It is generally preferred that somebody of dark complexion, dark haired, dark haired, a dark haired person be the first foot of that person to enter your house. Um, it is considered exceptionally good luck. Otherwise, the first foot of your house is just a blessing. You always say a prayer and there's like a bunch of other stuff. But the, you want to have the first foot be a friend or loved one to enter your house for the new year to bring good luck. Um, Scotland's got a lot of really cool traditions involving New Year's. Um, just look them up. There's way too money to put in this show. Um that 45% of Americans still make New Year's resolutions. Um, Top resolutions are lose weight, get organized, spend less, save more, stay fit and healthy, and quit smoking. Mm -hmm. 25% of of, of Americans give up said resolutions by the second week of January. Uh, uh, Be sure to eat leafy greens on New Year's. Tradition says the more leafy greens a person eats, the more prosperity he or she will experience. Tradition also says legumes bring prosperity because beans and peas look like look like coins. Also, the black eyed peas. If, please, for the love of God, you guys eat black eyed peas on New on on January first. We need a better year. Okay. I believe in this one. Also, put a dime in there. Who, if you have a large family, put a dime in the pot. Whoever gets the dime is going to have the better look for the year for your family. Okay, so we're in traditions now. It was not a good way for me. I hate black-eyed peas, but I do it every year anyways. It's a good way to get kids to eat their black-eyed peas. Pickled herring. Oh, it's delicious. Ew! Mm-hmm. Do you have any special traditions huh? for New Year's? Who the fuck is well, apparently, Kevin. I love it. <laughs> the uh, white wine pickled <laughs> and the uh, sour cream. Very good. <laughs> and it's supposed to be good luck. In my we'll family, it's a good luck it. tradition. Alrighty. We also eat lots of shrimp um, cocktail. Okay. <laughs> to wash it down. Hmm. Um... About one million people gather in Times Square to watch the ball drop. Um, the first ball was in... The ball drop came because of a ban on fireworks. The first ball was in 1907. With 700 pounds, it was lit by 125-watt lights. The current, puts, the current ball puts the old one to shame thanks to technology. Today, it's covered in 2,688 crystals. It's lit by 32,000 LED lights, weighs 11,875 pounds, and is 12 feet in diameter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I will speak for Deary here. Yes, Mr. Hercules. I, Hercules. I could lift that. Hercules, Hercules. Uh, 
Old Lang Syne, a tradi- song traditionally sung at the end of New Year's parties, was uh, written by Robert Burns in 1788. Cool. Most people don't know the word. What the words to Old Lang Syne uh-huh. mean? Um, it means to remember your loved ones dead or alive. Keep them close in your hearts. Uh, let's see here. I'm not going to mention the baby New Year thing because we all know baby New Year basically is the most fr- the most thing that's re- recognized for New Year's. Let's see here. A, at the mm-hmm. at the Murmurs Parade in Philadelphia, ten thousand participants stepped through City Hall and perform a unique costume. The parade dates back to mid 17th century incorporating elements from Irish, German, English, Swedish, and other European heritage. The parade itself is divided into five divisions, Cosmic, Comic Division, Winch Brigades, Fancy Division, String Bands, and Fancy Bridges. If you're in the area of in, in, in around New Year's, apparently it's not to be missed. Hmm. Um... The number one vehicle often sold uh, stolen on New Year's Day is the two thousand is the nineteen ninety four Honda Accord. <laughs> that is a random fact for you. Wow! What? Do not think your own car is safe. The number one vehicle that is, as in as of two thousand eleven, the number one stolen car was nineteen ninety four Honda Accord. So Honda Accords, you're not safe. Why? Doesn't say. <laughs> what do I? Eighty-three uh, percent of Americans Crap. spend less than two hundred dollars on New Year's Eve celebrations. Think it's a Nissan? Uh, I don't. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's not a Honda. Most of that probably goes to booze. Average hourly rate for a babysitter, and this was of 2019, was sixteen dollars and forty cents for no for New Year's Eve celebration. Per hour, only eighty percent. Wow! I need to start babysitting. Holy crap! Forty eight percent. Right. 48% 48% of parents plan on countdown duration? plan to count down the last 10 uh, seconds of 2019 by 9 p.m. At least around the holidays. Uh, well, my family my family goes by the New York ball drop so we celebrate at 11 p.m. Uh, I try and stay up for each time zone I have someone in the family living in. <laughs> So I actually try and stay at, thankfully the ball drops like really early in the day for New Zealand. Cause that's where my cousins, my, I have a cousin who lives in New Zealand. So I try and watch the ball drop with her, stay up so that I know that it's the new year for her. And then I stay up for the East coast because that's where most of my family live in. And then I have mm-hmm. a couple people I consider family who live in the Pacific time zone. So, and the UK. So, my family's tradition for oh, New cool. Year's, which we won't be doing this year, 
You know, you could do that via the internet, sir. No, wine and scotch. And reciting uh, Burns poems. Uh, I usually get drunk with either my husband or Kevin. (laughs) That may still occur if we're both off. Also, it would require me to buy scotch, and that stuff is expensive. It just depends on if Kevin's off the next day. I don't know. And feels like drinking. Kevin doesn't feel like drinking much lately. The plus side is, and I may invite Andy over. Um, Plus side is, I have, as Kevin Mm. stated, we've narrowed down our friends list a little bit. I know I've narrowed down. I've gotten rid of a lot of toxic people in my life this year. Um... So, one of my major buzzkills, who I used to have to invite to, like, a lot of social gatherings, two of our buzzkills no longer are associated with the group. Um, which makes me wonder, is Slimeball McGee trying to reach out to you anymore, Andrew? I guess he just figured, I guess he realized that when he got no response, you weren't interested. (laughs) Thank God. No. I have not heard from our other. Yes. Douchebag. Of course, then again, this is also the fifth time. Kevin decided to give him the boot. So I'm expecting in three months for him to reach out again. That is one thing. I got tired of feeling obligated, and he figured it out. If that's one thing I can encourage our listeners to do, just because you've had somebody in your life for a really long time... I've heard from him. ...doesn't mean it's a healthy relationship, does not mean it's a good friendship. If it's toxic, the door is that way, yo. Something Natasha's gotten me onto is Seinfeld. And there's an episode. How do you dump a guy friend? It's not you, it's me. <laughs> and the truth of the matter is, is you just have to come forward and be like, listen, this isn't working out. I've really enjoyed our time together, but I think this is where we're going to have to call it like that. And then said guy friend of Kevin's <laughs> came to me and said, Ori, where did I go wrong? And like, theater, like, pity girl, like, crazy ex girlfriend mode. Yeah. And demanded to know where he went wrong with Kevin. And then. Definitely going to yeah, the wrong person. The person that has made it no I'm as we as we've already stated early in the episode, I'm a very brash person. I give and if you're somebody I genuinely don't enjoy the company of most of the time, <laughs> that brashness goes to straight up ho- straight up evil cuntness. I'm not gonna even I'm not gonna pull punches. I'm not gonna be nice about it. I'm going to tell you without a shadow of a doubt how I'm how much I dislike and disdain for you, especially when the only one 
pulling me back from going at your throat and going at your jugular has said, be free, my child. Okay, I thought Kev Kevin was the one primarily going, please don't be that mean to him. <laughs> Kevin was the, the one, everyone one? else is like, shared, I don't care, just don't be evil. Shared commitment of like, Kevin just like was actually the only one going, be sort of nice to him. You don't have to be nice, nice, but be, don't be evil. Oh, uh, okay. But everyone else, when Kevin decided he was done with it, everyone else was <laughs> like, let's let the evil Satan off her chain and see what happens. So I did, and I was I was unmer I was kind of proud. It it felt cathartic to finally tell this person how much I, it can be truly cathartic, you guys, to be able to tell somebody how much you don't like them. It's evil. It's horrible in this day and age. I know, but there's a level of therapy that cleanses the soul when you get to tell somebody you suck, donkey dick. Sit on it and rotate. Sometimes it's fun to sit on it and rotate. Oh, wait, wrong show. Oh. We'll be doing that. Greatest oh my. New Year's resolutions from the dark side here in a minute. Anything to add to that, Kev? Um, <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> well, listeners, thank you so much again for joining us, and I really hope if that you're this gonna new drink year brings drive, you something excellent. May if Uber. It's all cheaper than a DUI. This past year, and and, and driving is safe. just a no-no when you've had even one drink. So please, on behalf of Coda, get a designated driver or call an Uber. That's your PSA for the month. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Excellent. <laughs> Later. We're allowed to be harpy once in a while. All right. Again, thank you for joining us. Any closing remarks, Geek Kev? All right. <laughs> <laughs>